This is Todd from the Junkyard Outreach. Welcome and thanks for joining me. For more information and episodes, check out junkyardoutreach.com. Psalm 92:12. The righteous flourish like a palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. To declare that the Lord is upright, He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. When I read through the scriptures looking for those reminders of hope that we have during this miserable life, I'm reminded that an equipped believer can serve the Lord no matter what, for however long they're alive, even in their dying days when they're feeble and bedridden, they can still serve the Lord through prayer, through faith, through witnessing, through all kinds of things. Just being that light of God as God's light shines through them. It's amazing. I've seen this. Elderly people who are so old and frail that you don't even think they can function Yet there is still that light in them, and they're still racking up rewards in heaven for their faith. The ministry of the Lord is working for his kingdom, and that work is in both the natural and the spiritual realm. The natural work that we do is physical, we can see it, while the spiritual work is invisible and complex. And it involves a lot more than simply sitting around saying a prayer every now and then. It's engaging the real enemies of God, the evil spirits, referred to in Ephesians 6 as rulers, authorities, cosmic powers over this present darkness, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. These are not people. They are spiritual beings that we must battle on their turf. And unless we are equipped to fight this battle, we're going to be defeated. But when a believer is filled with God's Holy Spirit, the battle is doable and we can achieve victory through the Holy Spirit. The one who knows this and continually pursues the filling of the Holy Spirit by prayer and obedience becomes an effective child of God knowing that battle. Now add years of experience in this battle, and you have a seasoned warrior for Jesus. And I've met a few people like this. They don't stop fighting the enemy. Rather, they persist and push towards the goal that Paul describes in Philippians 3.14. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Their ministry never ceases. Rather, they keep on blessing the Lord until the day they die. And just think of all those seasoned warriors in their elderly years, how much experience they have, wisdom that they've learned, power from the Holy Spirit that they still can access. And now think of a younger believer who's trying to find their way in this battle without a lot of experience or wisdom and not really understanding anything about the available power of the Holy Spirit they can access. Wouldn't it be nice if the older men and women could come alongside the younger and mentor them? And this happens at some churches, but realistically, the church in America as a whole is weak and ineffective because they are not trained to fight the battle. And that gives way for the devil to move into that church and run it his way. No real need to talk about sin or hell. No need to call out all the men who are geeking out on porn. No need to call out the pastors who flirt with the pretty secretaries or the youth leaders that are committing fornication. The Bible's outdated. It's irrelevant. It's not in sync with our enlightened times. Let's push out the old people and let the younger ones come in and run the show. We got fresh ideas. Leave the old folks at the nursing home. They've had their fun. Now let them sit there among all the other old people. Meanwhile, let's make everything at the church appear to be happy and positive, allowing the devil to systematically neutralize the power of the gospel in that church. And it works. And it's been working for a long time. Don't forget your elders. There was a man in the Bible named Caleb who, along with Joshua, he fought for the promised land all of his days. And he was 85 years old when he came to Joshua and said in Joshua 14.10, 
And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, just as he said these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke the word to Moses while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now, behold, I am this day 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then, for war and for going and coming. Caleb was a man that took his role as a warrior seriously, and as a result, he's still rocking it at age 85. Bring it on. He never quit fighting for God. Now, I've been to a lot of retirement homes in my area, and I've spoke with a lot of residents, and there are so many of them that still have life left in them, but they just sit around all day long with an occasional activity, wasting their last years of life shut up in a home. And some, despite their required level of care, still have their minds fully intact. Even in this condition, a person can easily be filled with the Holy Spirit and participate in the war and achieve victory. I recall vividly many years ago an elderly lady who had died in her 90s, and I went to the home, and there she was lying in her bed. She had died in her sleep, and she was extremely frail, very thin, very pale, obviously very sick before she died. A few minutes later, family members arrived. It was the granddaughter and her children, and they came in and just sobbed uncontrollably. And I was kind of taken back because her grandmother was very old and in poor health, and I asked the granddaughter at the appropriate time if the grandmother's death was a surprise to her, and she says no, but she added that every day they visited their grandmother and great-grandmother, her kids were there, and the great-grandkids would jump on the bed and listen to their grandmother read Bible stories. The joy that frail, ill, old woman brought into her family's life was real up until the end, and that's what I'm talking about. She fought the battle until the end. She did good all of her days. She ran the race and crossed the finish line in victory. But who really knows her story? Who knows about that? This lady's life was a blessing to others that continued even into her final days. And that's the way I want to go out. I want to run this race to win the prize, not giving up, staying in the fight. And as a side note, when believers stand before the Lord in what is referred to by Paul as the judgment seat of Christ, we will be rewarded for those things done in faith and obedience to our calling. Imagine racking up rewards until the day you die. Compare that to many people who simply go spiritually dormant when they get older, and they end up living another 40 years not really doing anything for Jesus. All those potential rewards that never came to be, that person is going to feel like an idiot standing there in front of the Lord, pretty much empty-handed for that period of their life. I had a relative who's in heaven now, and she was very similar to this lady at the nursing home. She lived into her 90s, and her mind was pretty sharp. She lived across the state, but when we were able to visit her, we would go and spend time, just enjoyed being around her. She exhibited the fruit of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, like very few people do. And she was such a blessing to spend time with. And her family always came around her to spend time with her, even the grandkids. She was loved, and she poured out that love until she died. And when she was in her final days, she was not a lonely person. Everybody was still around her, loving her. Now let's flip that scenario and talk about those people who were never really a blessing to anyone, the selfish, the perverted, the dishonest, because I've seen a lot of people like this in their final years, and guess what? Nobody comes to see them. Their families want nothing to do with them because they lived a life that was all about them. Many of them, instead of having pictures of their families and all the little notes that say, I love you, grandma or grandpa, they have their entire I love me wall dedicated to pictures of themselves. And that's creepy when you go in and you see that. Their whole life was all about them and them alone. And in their final years, the only thing they have left is themselves, which they always cherished above all. And their end is very lonely. And there's those in the middle, of course, who live good lives and who are loved by their families. But I think our society's focus on self rather than others is creating more selfish people who are in it only for themselves, not others. 
And Paul says in Philippians 2.3, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. This is huge. Put others first to build those relationships on sacrifice and love, not on what someone else can do for me. What can I do to bless this person? And when we're in our final years, whenever that comes, those we have loved all these years and put up with, that love may reciprocate back to us. Not a guarantee because some people are just that way. But think about our kids. I know our kids love us because they tell us all the time because we told them all the time and still do. And they still enjoy hanging out with us. I don't ever want that to go away. And I know that we as parents can still be a blessing to our children, even though they're out of the house, in many ways, like praying for them every day, which we still do, encouraging them in their marriage, helping them when they need help, that kind of thing, whatever we can do. We're family. Let's help each other. Showing that love and in so doing being valuable for the kingdom of God, we are still engaged in the battle and will continue to do so until we die. And when we grow frail, we still have the power of prayer. Think about what James says in James 5.16, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Notice it doesn't say things like the prayer of a pastor or an elder or a really popular evangelist. It's the prayer of a righteous person, period. Any righteous person in the eyes of God has this power available to them. That's why Paul tells the believers in the city of Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Pray without ceasing. Do you want an easy Bible verse to memorize? Here it is. Three words. Pray without ceasing. There you go. Now obey the word and pray. And when are you no longer able to pray? The answer, when you quit. A person dedicated to prayer in the ministry can be 10 years old or 100 years old. God listens to prayer, and he does not shelve our elderly like we do. He keeps them engaged in the battle if they so choose. How many churches have a few older people behind the scenes praying for the needs of the church and the people that really nobody ever sees? Or if they do see them in this capacity, they think it's, yeah, it's good for old people to do because it gives them something to do. Well, what if you irritate one of these old saints and they ask the Lord to rebuke you? You better repent quick because they have God's ear. This never grows old or fades away. So as we grow in the Lord, let us set our eyes on eternity and aim to win this race of life with the Holy Spirit empowering us to do so. Never give up. 1 Corinthians 9.24, do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Run to win. That finish line could be far off or real close or somewhere in the middle. Run this race faithfully, obedient to the Holy Spirit, and you will never have to sit and fade away. Rather, you will have purpose in your life until the end. The older you become, the more eternal rewards you will accumulate at the judgment seat of Christ. Hebrews 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Thank you.